This is No Halos Here, hosted by Jen Lang and Jane Stark, the place to inspire a change in your consciousness to elevate the world. We're two heart-centered business owners nourishing our inner rebels while growing our respective businesses. No Halos Here is the result of bringing together an opera singer turned spiritual mentor and a marketing professional turned well-being coach to meditate daily. Together, we unite physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual energies into a powerful presence to lead, heal, and inspire. We love exploring the shadowed edges of life, the universe, and beyond through honest and thought-provoking conversations. Let's dive in. Hi, and welcome back to No Halos Here. This is Jen Lang and Jane Stark. Hello. Hello. And we are bringing you this episode today based on a conversation we were just having. We're like, we should record this right now. So (laughs) it's usually how it goes. (laughs) It's usually how it goes. Only this time we actually had intended to record things. So yay. What we are talking about today is in a very broad sense, uh, labels and labels of people and labels of others. Um, both for others and in comparison to oneself. So we sort of asked this question of ourselves, like, what if we stopped telling others how they should be and start allowing them to be more of themselves? And at the same token or same vein, what if we allow ourselves that same latitude? Yeah, it's that, that piece of what does a label do for us? Now, we're not let's maybe we should be clear about what kind of labels we're talking about here. We're talking more about, you know, Oh, I'm an introvert or I'm an extrovert or I'm a, um, I don't know. Those are the two examples that come to mind, but um, just, you know, we're not, there's a whole nother conversation around labels and let's, we're not, that's not what we're talking about today, but how do they, how are they helpful or how are they hurtful? And I think, Jen was sharing a story with me about using the introvert and extrovert example. So maybe we use that as a launching pad here. And can you share a little bit about about that? Sure. So uh, I'm sure there are many of you listening who identify as either an introvert or an extrovert, or maybe something in the middle, which is what I personally identify, which is ambivert, which is I'm equally comfortable in an introvert or extrovert situation. So whether... No matter how you define yourself, this is still a part of an identity that you have chosen to label yourself with. And this came up today um, in conversation with someone in my network who was attending an online event and the person hosting the online event was talking about and was who was an extrovert or identifies as as an extrovert, talking about making an effort to uh, make introverts feel welcome. And it's, I don't know if it's introverts... I don't know, have you as an introvert ever felt not welcome? And it's also, why does there need to be a difference in that inclusiveness when maybe an introvert is simply taking in the energy of the room and deciding Now we can talk about either in an online event or even in an in-person event because extroverts will interact differently in a if you choose to take that label you know (laughs) (laughs) this is why we're having this conversation extra this person hosting the online event was saying that they would make an effort to reach out to introverts and introduce them to others but what if that introvert didn't want to be introduced to others and was simply in that space of observing and deciding who they wanted to interact with 
this is sort of what got us down the rabbit hole of this conversation around introvert, extrovert, ambivert, or labeling. And I guess it's like the lens we view things through, right? Like, yeah. in that example, it's not that that's wrong, necessarily. And it's it's helpful. And are we projecting, you know, as an extrovert, are we projecting our truth and what we know onto somebody else? It's a very nuanced conversation, really, because yeah, there's so many different angles we can take it, right? Like I was, I was sharing with Jen off, uh, I was going to say off camera, but whatever we're off of here. Um, <laughs> the, uh, just the idea that, well, what's the opposite of that? Is that letting an introvert stand in the corner, you know, somebody who's quietly standing in a corner and just being like, oh, they're over there. They're an introvert. They don't want to engage. Also, let's talk about, I think there's another thing that comes up here around the definition of an introvert. An introvert doesn't necessarily mean that somebody standing in the corner and always a wallflower. So there's just so many different different, I, I guess it's the conversation of labels and what does it actually mean? And, you know, I mean, I, you, cause you say ambivert, I often say I'm an introverted extrovert. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'd say I'm more introverted than I am extroverted. I, I am that person that will be in a room and I, I hang back a little bit. I observe, I have to take things in. And it's interesting how sometimes I know through my life, sometimes I can come off as a little bit cold or a little bit mysterious when people first meet me. They uh, like they kind of feel like I'm not letting them in, and it's not that I've got walls up, but it's just my it's my introverted nature, and it's my way of of kind of doing what yours you so shared, where potentially taking looking if we're talking in person, like taking in the energy of the room, taking in the situation and then finding my path and my way and what feels good and in alignment for me. And so, yeah. Yeah. Which is brilliant because that's honoring your energy of where you are in that time and place and in that moment. And that's also where, you know, you may identify as an introvert at one event, but identify with more extroverted energy at another. So mm -hmm. these labels then become this way of classifying and always assuming that you're the same way. But maybe that's not true. And maybe that's a story you've told yourself because someone else has imposed that label on you. Oh, you're, you're very introverted. Mm -hmm. And therefore you adopt it as a truth for yourself. And then you identify as an introvert. And before you know it, you have decided that your behavior falls into this category of being introverted. And the same would be true for extrovert. Oh, you're so extroverted. Mm -hmm. Well, that feels really good. But each day might be different. So why, you know, why can't it be different? It doesn't have to, that label doesn't have to box you in on any way or even drive your behavior. Yeah, which I think ties back to the, what you shared in the beginning, this idea that what if we could sort of stop projecting our thoughts on how others should quote unquote be and let them be more or encourage them even to be more of themselves, to honor themselves. Now, again, that's a very, tr could be a tricky thing depending on how well you know yourself, like using me for an example, right? Years ago, I would say I didn't know myself. So I didn't have as much clarity on that piece. Today, it's very different. Yeah. Uh, I was sharing an example where, you know, I, 
I wear a couple of different hats outside of outside of coaching. And in one of my roles, I'm a leader and I have um, a board and, you know, everybody has different ways of leading and doing things. And I've had a couple of instances where people tell me that I should be more vocal. I should be more this, I should be more that. And I, while I don't want to close myself up and say, I'm not going to take that feedback. I'm also now very conscious to go, okay, but is that actually in alignment with my energy? Is that, um, is that in alignment with how I, my values and how I lead? And for me, that's really important now. And I've had to, my mantra is like, stay in my own lane, yeah. you know, and stay in my lane and do my job well. And again, that doesn't mean tunnel vision. It just means staying focused on how I operate and what I know is in alignment. I mean, I feel like I'm overusing that word, but it's one of my favorite words right now. So, you know, and, and just being more of me, I feel like the more I embody myself and the more I am more true to who I am, the more momentum I've been gaining, the more, um, the more things feel in flow. When I try and, you know, if I take in all that feedback and go, Oh, I need to be more this way or more that way. I get massive blocks. Yeah. And that's so, Yeah, that's so interesting because I've also seen this with some of my clients too, where they've recognized that they've given themselves a label or they've adopted a particular label or way of being. And sometimes it serves them and sometimes it stops them. Mm -hmm. So, but the key to that is knowing yourself even more. So allowing both yourself the space to get more deeper, more deeply in touch with yourself. And, you know, who are you without that label? And that's a really important. Oh, that's such a juicy, one of my very first coaches, uh, she, one of the exercises she had us do was go around and introduce ourselves without any labels. We couldn't say that we were a mom, a pet, a fur mom, uh, what we did for work. It like, it was, it was such a, is much harder. I challenge you to try this. It's a mm-hmm. much harder exercise than it sounds, but it totally, it's exactly what we're talking about. It strips away every label we've given ourselves, right? Cause we're talking introvert, extrovert here, but there's mother, there's sister, yeah. there's sibling, sister and sibling, same thing. Um, <laughs> you know, parent, daughter, whatever, what you get the idea. Yeah. So sorry, I totally, no, no, it's all good. Went on a riff there, but it's I was like, going. Oh. no, such a fantastic exercise. So I challenge everybody, like I say, to try that and you'll start to see where you've really bought these ideas of the labels making us uh, making up who we are when in fact, if we strip that all away, that's where you were going. Yes. If we strip that all away, that's the ultimate exercise in, in, I want to say self-realization, but it's not just the case because it is an exercise where you want to look at the labels you've given yourself and maybe it's an externally imposed um, health condition, for example. <laughs> and who are you without that label? So, or who were you before that label? Hands up over here, right? Yeah. You are not your diagnosis. You're not your diagnosis. That's, and you know, that's a whole other, that's a whole nother, we won't go there. Whole right other now, podcast yes. episode. Yes, we are to believe me, we have this like sheet of podcast episodes that are going to cover things like this. But we thought, it's important to address this uh, today in the in the most accessible of terms of introvert extrovert, 
or of your type of energy. And it's like, if you've taken on the energy of that label, maybe it works for you and you can choose to work in that, but also explore how you might feel on any given day and look at how you might be applying those labels to others as well. And that's Mm -hmm. where the self-awareness piece comes in, where it's both the, the label can carries a valuation, but it also can carry a judgment. So if we look at the label and, you know, I'm, I don't mean like a judgment always in a negative sense, but it, a judgment of an assessment of what's different from you or what's similar to you. And this goes obviously back, I think, probably very deeply evolutionarily of like, <laughs> who's a friend and who's a foe. That's right. where these label and again, that's a label instead of taking this assessment to one step further of like, okay, well, how do I identify with this label? And how, how does it fit? And obviously, give yourself permission for that to change too. So, you know, when, if you were described as a shy child, have you carried that through to adulthood and has it morphed into introversion or Mm. have you gone and like, that was me. I was a shy child in many respects. I hid behind furniture when family came over sometimes. And at the same time, through my journey as a musician, and a performer, I had to really get in touch with that inside part of myself and, and show those parts of myself, actually, I think is a whole other, another podcast episode. Mm-hmm. But the, I let go of that label of shyness. And you'd never yeah. to meet me now, you'd never have believed would, that I, I would never have guessed that that I was a shy child. Yeah, but I had trouble. That's making so interesting. Friends. Wow. See, and I would say I was sort of the opposite. I think I've always been more of an introvert, but I tried to operate as an extrovert for a lot of my life. And guess what happened? I burnt out and I couldn't do it. And, (laughs) and it was exhausting. And now that I have, you know, come to understand myself on such a deeper level, I can honor that I'm more introverted and that's okay. And I need that space and I need that time. And it doesn't feel so wrong. I had so many judgments and whatnot on that part of myself. And it's like my, it it makes me think it's interesting too, of like, again, social conditioning and whatnot, right? Like we tend to value extroverts. We tend to value or the not extroverts, maybe I shouldn't say that, but extroverted tendencies or extroverted, you know, the being out there, the being seen, being, you know, act whatever that looks like versus for me my introvertedness looks like needing a lot of time alone to recharge um so sure there's the self-care angle but it also means i'm gonna walk into the into a room and you know into the center of a room and get up and start talking loudly like that's just not my energy and it won't be the other thing is learning is like it won't be received because people will be able to feel that it's out of alignment for me yeah so that's the part too where I feel very much like especially you know if we look at leadership it's like I it's so important I think as leaders and I don't mean necessarily just leaders in business I mean everywhere we lead in our lives um knowing and understanding that part of ourselves and when we can connect into understanding that piece we can lead from that place of authenticity Oh, yeah, that's super 
is super important. And if you haven't connected with that authentic piece of yourself, then how do you know, first of all? Yes. If you've never experienced it, how do you know if you've never connected with that authentic piece of yourself? (sighs) So then you have to move into that space of observing how, how are people, especially if we're talking in the leadership context, how are people responding to your quote unquote leadership style? Mm -hmm. And you can start to observe from that for yourself and within your circles, how if people aren't responding in the way that you wish they would or they want, then something's out of alignment with your leadership style. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. So whatever that's where the context, work is, right? That's totally where the it's work doing is. Doing our work. It's it's going in and and actually being willing to look at this stuff. Yeah. So it's you know we're planting these conversations here in the sense that we hope that we want them to. Um, cultivate in you a stronger sense of curiosity about how you label yourself and how you label others. And are these labels helpful or are they hurtful? Or yeah, because and they both are they both in in various different ways, right? And, and do you have to, I think back to what you were saying a little bit before, do you have to take that on as part of your identity? Yeah, right? Is that a story that we've bought that now I am like, no, you know, strip back the layers and who are you, which is a big journey. I mean, or has been for me of really, you know, again, stripping all of that back and seeing. So, and sometimes, yeah, sometimes the label does help me somehow. it It can give you a context of how you are in relation to others along on the same journey. Mm-hmm. And it's, it gives us context. You're right. And it's also, it also now, limits us though. It puts us it, in a box. Yes. It also limits you. That's exactly right. So, you know, there's that difference of, I think we talked about this, there's a difference of being told what to do versus yes. with being told what how to, to be, be or how or to how, be. Yeah. Or what to be. Yeah. And so those pieces are... You know, we want to drop these in here for you to reflect on further and to journal on for yourself if journaling is your thing. If, you know, if walking the dog and thinking about these questions is your thing, then do it that way. But we want you to come away with some of these questions about where do you label others or feel labeled by others? And is this helpful or hurtful or some other, is there some other outcome out of Mm -hmm. these labels? And... I'll bounce it back to you for that last question. Well, I mean, how do you want, I I think another piece of that is how can, how can you turn something around that maybe feels like it's limiting to you and actually use it to your advantage or to help you? So that's another thing to reflect on too, right? Like maybe um, I am, like I say, I know that I am more what goes along with introverted and I've learned to now turn that around and start to make it my superpower. So how can yeah. we do that? And I mean, you and I have talked a lot about this too, right? Where we know, I mean, this will lead into another topic that we have on an episode coming up around spaciousness and creating space mm-hmm. for ourselves. But, you know, we we both, you and I know that when we create that space for reflection, things start to fall into yeah. place and it feels more flowing and whatnot. So just you know, reflecting on, on all of those pieces, how can the, yeah. the label of I am such and such 
be good because there's usually, again, I don't even like to use the word term good, but like, what are the positives and what are the drawbacks? Why not? Definitely. You know, I think reflecting on all of those things can be really helpful in our experience. And then, you know, the last question that we sort of talked about is how can you be more yourself without the labels? So if you strip away those labels, who are you? And ultimately just go and be more of that. Yeah. What wants to come forth? when you mm-hmm. what what is allowed to come forth when you let go of that label exactly so. Ooh, fun yeah so yeah i we oh, hope you enjoyed such this topic yes. yeah i hope so this is the type of stuff that we go a bit deeper in in our intuitive intention sessions that right. we're watching yeah, yeah know, that's creating, right creating having that hour and that space to t- talk about these types of things as it plays out to it's called intuitive intentions but again this plays into intentions right what's your intention with the labels that you may or may not want to own or whatnot so follow us and keep your uh, ears open for more details on those sessions we have one coming up uh, soon that you can find more about on uh, our social channels at we are jen and jane that's right and we'll also post a link to it in the show notes so right of course Yeah. So if you want to find out more about intuitive intentions and diving deeper into a bit of a process around that, maybe not specifically around labels, but intuitive intentions, then we'd love for you to join us. And until next time, we wish you an amazing day and let us know if any of what these questions sparked for you and who are you Mm -hmm. without these labels. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us for these conscious combos. If you're ready to dive deeper, head on over to wearejenandjane.com to continue the conversation. If you loved this episode, please take a moment to share it with your friends or your network and leave us a review by going to Apple Podcasts. Find us on Instagram at wearejenandjane and let us know what you enjoy and what you would like to see more of. We'd love to hear from you.